Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. All of us parents have these memories connected with our children when they were really small. You remember those days when your child was crawling and we thought, okay, it's time for them to start walking. And we began to encourage them, right? And we would stand them up and hold them with their arms just to sort of get them accustomed to the idea. And when they finally begin to stand on their own with wobbly legs, going to take that first step, where are you when it happens? You're right here. And you're going... Come on, you can do this. And we stand in front and courage. Come on, you can do this. Now, all of us parents also know that's a rather big conundrum, isn't it? We spend all that time and energy waiting for them to walk and a whole bunch of other energy wishing they had never walked in the first place. Works. I get that. But when you were encouraging your child to walk, if the parents are working together, one might be behind, but the other was in front. Come on. I got you. It'll be okay. Tonight is our fifth Sunday, singing, scripture reading, and prayer time. And Mike sent me his idea of what he wanted to do last week concerning God is and some different attributes. And so I was thinking about that for this day, the entire day to speak or think about God. And then Charlie, in his lesson on Wednesday night, I was reading along with him in the text, saw a phrase I had never really noticed before. God said, I'll stand before you. The children of Israel had now been wandering in the wilderness for maybe two months. They had come to this place and there was no water there. And we see them pretty much through the whole experience of the wilderness. The text says they began to complain. They began to contend with Moses. You got to us out here. What's going on? We had water and you took us out of Egypt and Moses responded basically saying you're contending with God, not me. But Moses was a little bit concerned. Lord, what am I going to do? These people want to stone me. How am I going to handle this situation? And God said, you to go to that rock over there. Take that stuff with you. And I 
will stand before you on the rock. Come on, Moses. You got this. I'm right here. You can do it. It's okay. I'm not going to leave. Come on. That's beautiful. That's powerful. Now, obviously, that causes me to ask a question, and probably you too. How did Moses know he was there? Did he assume some kind of human-like form and he was standing over there on the rock? So Moses would go, okay, Lord, I see you. There you are. God did that one time with Abraham and certainly with Jesus. Maybe he just became an angel, sort of a a, a wispy, foggy type image that was sort of The angels of God appear often in Scripture. Maybe God took that form. It seems more likely to me that God did what he had been doing. When they came out of Egypt, God said, I'll lead you by this cloud during the day. A pillar of smoke. And at night it will be a pillar of fire, not only to lead you, to give you light. Maybe. Maybe God in the cloud landed on that rock. So that not only could most See, there's God standing before, but all of the people could too. Remember this. Maybe God didn't take a form at all. He simply said, I'll stand before you. And Moses took him at his word. I think Moses understood what God was doing. Moses understood what God was doing because he had experience with God. When God called to him from that burning bush and said, Hey, Moses, you're going to lead my people. And he said, I will go before you. When you go to the Pharaoh. And as Moses stood there in front of that ruler of that people, Moses was there. In chapter 4, Moses was still concerned. I don't know who you are. Don't know your name. The people are going to wonder, but I'm not a speaker. I'm not the one who can talk. And God said, I'll go before you, and I will be your mouth, and I will teach you what to say. 
And as Moses stood before that Pharaoh, imagine what confidence he had knowing that God was going to make sure he said what he needed to say. He didn't have to wonder. He didn't have to study. He just took God at his word. After all of those plagues, and God finally brought the people out of Israel, God said, and I will lead you. He didn't say, I'll stand behind you and push you out. He didn't say, I'll stand over there and wait to see if you have enough gumption to leave. God said to Moses, I'll lead you out. I will be in front of you. And I will lead you. After they crossed over the Red Sea and the Egyptian army was destroyed and all of that great majesty and power of God had been on display, they came to a place, chapter 15, first, where they had no water. And the people complained. God said, Moses, this, come here. I'll show you a tree. It doesn't give me the impression that he said, look over there. He said, come here. Come on. We got this. I'll show you a tree. I want you to cut down that tree. And I want you to throw it into this body of water that is so bitter and awful and dirty and it will be sweet and everybody can drink. Moses understood when God said, I'll stand before you. Moses understood because he had been standing with God for so many years. It's not just Moses. God promised over and over to his people, Israelites, I'll be there. Come on. You got this. Come to me. God said, through Isaiah in chapter 43 and verse 2. When you pass through the waters, they'll not drown you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you pass through the fire, you'll not be consumed. And neither shall the flame scorch you. And that's just one of the many times that God said to the Israelites, I bet you, it's okay. Come on. But it's not just the Israelites. The last words 
that Jesus spoke to his apostles was on the earth. When he sent them out and said, I want you to go make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I think that was meant for me and you. I think he was telling his apostles, now you go out and you teach the message. And part of the message was, when you accept me, I'll be there. God said to you, and God has said to me, I'll stand before you. I'm right here. Come on. Now, none of us doubts it here today. One of the reasons that you are here, whether you're present here, whether you're online, maybe listening at a later time, one of the reasons is you trust that God said he'd be with you. I could interview every single one of you with one question. Do you believe God is there for you? And without doubt, everyone in this room would say, sure. But what if I ask you this question? Well, if you believe that, how do you see him? Just like I asked the question when Moses said or was told, I'll stand before you on the rock. What form did he take? How would Moses know that he was there? What form does God take today when he says to us, I'll stand before you? How does he do that? Let me give you four ideas, four thoughts that define for us this is how God shows himself in front of us so that we need not be anxious. Number one, God stands before us In his word. Now, if I'm convinced that the Bible is from God, if I am sure that this word is something more than the mind of men writing, in fact, it is the mind of God, then I should be able to see God on every page. And I should be able to know the presence of God as the Word is present with me. 
Colossians 3 and 16 says, Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Why? Because the things written before were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Romans 15, 4. God stands before us in His Word. And as His Word is with me, I have God with me. Just as an aside, in that Colossians 3 passage, it goes on to say, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your hearts to the Lord. If God is not with us in His Word, in us, we can't even worship properly. God is with us in His Word. Number two, God stands before us through His Spirit. We know that Acts 2 and verse 38 teaches that those who are immersed into Jesus Christ not only have remission of sins at that point, but they also have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Listen to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 in speaking about that Holy Spirit. He said, we have, God has given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, in Him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And then I have this curious thought from 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 19. Do not quench the Spirit. I do believe that God's mode of operating through the Spirit today is different than we see it happening in New Testament times. I don't believe God is empowering individuals to heal people immediately through a touch or to create all kinds of opportunities for people to be restored with having lost a leg and you now have one back immediately. But even though he's changed his mode of operating, he's not changed the fact that he is operating. And he stands before us with his spirit in us. And we dare not quench 
the leading that the Spirit offers as He stands in front of us and says, come on. God stands before us among His people. Among His people. Romans 12 and 5, though we are many, yet we are one. Romans 15, 1 and 2, we ought to bear with those who are weak. We ought to care for each other. The people of God are the, one of the way, is one of the ways that God is saying, I'm standing here with you. And not one of us has to walk alone. Not one of us has to walk without knowing where to go. For the God is standing there among his people. Paul said to the Philippians in chapter 4, not once, but time and again, you sent aid to me. Paul could not done, have done his missionary work had brethren not stood with him. And as they stood with him, God was standing among them to say, come on. You've got this. But finally, number four. This is where you engage your minds backwards. God stands before us in his grace expressed to us in our past. Think of a time when things were not well in your life. And through patience and prayer and concern, you came out on the other side and credited God whose grace brought you through it. How many victories can you claim spiritually in your past? That's not an arrogant, conceited thing. Every one of us should recount the victories we've had through God in the past because that's his way. Having said, see, I told you I was there. So that going forward, I will continue to know that he was there or he is there. Listen to how Paul phrased it in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Speaking of God, we don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, of the trouble that came to us in Asia. We were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we even despaired of life. We had the sentence of death in ourselves. That we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and does deliver us, in whom we trust he will still 
deliver us. Paul could say, He delivered me in the past. He's delivering me now. And I know He will in the future. Because God is standing before him as a parent to a child with outstretched arms saying, come on, you got this. God says to you and God says to me, I will stand before you. Accept it. Hold on to it. Count on it. Live in it. That's what God expects. Jesus outstretched his arms this way to call all nations to him. And if you've not submitted to Him as Lord and Savior, being immersed to have God in your life to stand before you, today would be a great day to do that. Or if you need us to help you as a people of God to show you the presence of God standing before you in your difficulty. We're here. Our shepherds will be here. And they too will be saying, come on, you got this. We'll do it together. Let's stand and sing. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.